verse 29 of Luke 2, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce you through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. I want to uh, uh, acknowledge and, and recognize how well our pastor this morning did indeed uh, present to us the wonder of the peace of God that is afforded to us as Simeon recognizes in this moment in time, this picture that is encapsulated in this blessing. And our pastor uh, unpacked that in terms of peace from an unexpected place or source, an unexpected type of peace, and a peace achieved in unexpected ways. And how wonderfully that does encapsulate for us so that we might have that package before us as we celebrate our Lord's birth and recognize that the birth of our Savior uh, exceeds all the hopes and dreams from all the pleasant gifts that we anticipate receiving tomorrow. Indeed, there is wrapped up in the gift of God to us in Jesus Christ a peace that exceeds even our present ability to comprehend, but it in least it embraces and encompasses our hopes and dreams in this life as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And those of you with children and grandchildren around you on this Christmas day, be uh, thoughtful of the preciousness of that promise and unpack that afresh for your children in ways that they might better understand how precious it is to be able to celebrate that peace of God, which is the gospel to us this Christmas season. Now to do that ever so briefly, I want to do it by presenting both the prequel and the sequel to this text. And that is an impossible task, but since we have already read the text, themselves, you're familiar with those texts from Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah was probably what Simeon had in mind when he went to the temple each day and waited for the appearance of the Savior that was to come. These familiar texts, as we have read them, speak of that child that would be born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish it. And then again in chapter 11, as we read there as well, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, 
and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. And I won't continue that passage, but you are familiar with it, how it holds forth the precious promise that we, as the people of God, will have a ruler of the line of King David, who, when all appears to be hopeless, will indeed spring forth from that stump, a branch from the root of our great ancestor, David, and the great uh, king of Israel. Here, you need to appreciate, as surely Simeon did on that day, that when Isaiah spoke these words, the status quo was quite fine. The northern kingdom lived in relative peace, and the southern kingdom in even more peace. But there was a threat looming on the horizon. The Assyrians were rising as an international power, and they were extending their reach over the nations, which we refer to as Palestine. And they were threatening to come and set up their own kings and their own leadership. And indeed they did, first and foremost, over the northern tribes of Israel. And the Lord saw fit, as Isaiah foretold it, that uh, Judah would be spared for a time. But notice, here, this uh, branch that springs forth comes from the line of David. And even in giving this prophecy and bringing to mind the terrible threat of the Assyrians, he really points to the fact that even the throne of David would be cut off. Even the throne of David would appear to be lost. It would be a dark day in Israel for the people of God and for the people of Israel. Simeon knew that because he had lived through over 400 years, not himself personally, but the, lived through that period of time when the Ro Greeks and the Romans and the foreign oppressors ruled the land. And even in his day, the Romans continued to rule, and there was no justice, and the worship of God was violated by the false teachers and the false leadership of Pharisees and Sadducees alike. And here was a man longing for God to give that child that was promised. How amazing to think of a life devoted to that, but Simeon's life was devoted to that. He went to the temple and he prayed and earnestly sought that God would bring that Savior. That's, that's the prelude or the uh, prequel, as it were, of Simeon's text. And then he sees the Christ child. And by the witness of the Holy Spirit, as Dennis said, he knew that this was the one who had come to deliver the nations. And you see how he frames that for our appreciation when he says that he will be a light for revelation to the Gentiles, that's you and me, and for glory to your people Israel. And we see in that the recognition that while many of the Jewish people have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and many among the Gentiles have trusted in this son who was born in Bethlehem, there is so much yet to be fulfilled. And like Simeon, we're still waiting. We are still filled with longing. 
We are anxious to see the prophecy of Isaiah fulfilled in every detail to manifest the promise of our God in regard to our Savior and our King. Here's the question then that we ask as we celebrate. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Simeon, in a real sense, by the testimony of the Holy Spirit, knew him even as an infant child to be the fulfillment of the promise of God. And he took delight in that. Even speaking of his own death, knowing that he would not live to see the fulfillment of the promise, but knowing that God had indeed kept his word, kept his promise. Do you know the Lord Jesus, this one we celebrate? He is the one who has come to bring in the kingdom of our God and our Savior. But then the question needs to be asked afresh. Do you trust him? We wait, and we wait, and we wait. We see the evil of this dark world, and it is all around us. Whether it's in October 7, or the ongoing destruction of material and life in warfare, in Ukraine or Israel, these things are front and center. But we don't have to go that far, do we? We see it in our broken communities and in our broken nation as well. Our prisons are overflowing. And even so, prisoners are released without uh, justice, without righteousness. All around us, we see the effects of evil. Do you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your hope in him that the evil of your own heart would be vanquished and this evil in this world would come to an end? He will rule with righteousness and justice. He is for us the Savior born in Bethlehem. Oh, beloved, don't write that off as something done once and you've moved on. Trust in him today. Believe the promise. Know with certainty, as Simeon knew, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Christ will indeed finish what he has begun. He will fulfill all that he has promised. Oh, blessed hope of Christmas. Oh, wondrous season and time to celebrate. Christ is indeed the King of Kings. John could say, the word became flesh and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only begotten. Have you seen his glory? If you've seen it, you'll take time to celebrate it with your family. I encourage you to recognize it is a worthy time, a worthy celebration. He will indeed come and finish all that he has begun. Amen.